Welcome back to Movie Drunks, where we get drunk, we watch movies, and sometimes we talk about the movie. I'm Danny. I'm Dan, and our guest today is... Hi, guys. It's Megan. It is Megan. (laughs) She's been on our big episodes for The Mandalorian Season 2 and Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. This is all the big ones. I'm finally ready for my own debut. Your own (laughs) debut, your own movie. This is kind of like a... a, uh, It's a long time coming. It's a long time coming, Dan. Yes, it is. Um, (laughs) And this is kind of like a uh, stepping stone to what we're doing next season, actually, because she got to pick this movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I definitely did. (laughs) I'm just joking. Wait. So wait, I'm the first one to pick my own movie. I would say so. Like in recently, yes, you're the first one to pick your own movie. Oh, I feel so honored. <laughs> oh yes, it's an honor. It's an honor, Megan. Um, <laughs> so, what are we watching this week, Megan? We are watching Devil Wears Prada, the classic chick flick. I also feel like it's definitely, um, you know, classic in the LGBTQ community too. Mm-hmm. Ah, I love this movie. A classic chick flick, girl trying to get her, you know, first experience out in the world. It's a great movie. I love it. Yeah, don't give away too much now. All right. I know, so. I know, I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm generalizing, I'm generalizing. That's fair, that is fair. <laughs> All right, let's get to the drinking game. So, the drinking mm-hmm. game goes as follows. Drink every time a phone rings. Drink... Oh. Every time Andy's appearance is referenced in any way. <laughs> Drink anytime a specific city is mentioned. Drink anytime food is shown or mentioned. Oh, Take a drink anyone anytime anyone says runway. <laughs> Take oh, a that's, drink. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> anytime a designer's name is mentioned. Wow, this is a lot. I'm surprised. And take a drink anytime anyone says Miranda Priestly. (laughs) Is that Meryl Streep's character? I don't know. (laughs) Probably. Yes, that's that's Meryl Streep's character, Miranda Priestly. Uh, And we finish our drink when, um, I guess, Miranda Priestly runs out of makeup. Oh, shoot. Yep. That's oh, when we drama. will finish. Is that where she like freaks out. I'm guessing. Probably. Or... <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. We're not going to. I'm not going to say because we don't know. So. No, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers here. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> let's get to this movie. Three, two, one. Movie drunk. I was drinking my drink at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's upset. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> you did it. Feel you feeling good? Mic. I'm feeling good. Feeling okay, a warm spot. <laughs> Hopefully not on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> a big black horse and a cherry jiffy. Yeah. Well, I've stolen your cat officially. No! <laughs> my cat. I think so. Oh, I never really watched Kim Possible, so... Kim Possible! That's a burn-ass grilled cheese. What the fuck? It, get it? Because it's a burn... It was awesome. Ah, I get it. Bird. Editing tricks. <laughs> eyelash. Do you know what an eyelash curler is? Uh, yeah. I can take a guess. It doesn't curl eyelashes. <laughs> oh, it does. Oh, give me a second. I'm just Jesus gonna, give, me your, give me your crotch. Keep it in my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Quote from Dan. Conniving <laughs> ginger twin. Look who's talking, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> 
At least I'm not a twin. I am my own. Yeah, you and your sisters are pretty alike. Oh, shut not up. Not gonna lie. <laughs> that wasn't You're gonna hate me. You guys are gonna hate me for this, but were you down with the sickness, Megan? Oh, <laughs> fuck off. Down with the sickness. Thank Megan for actually laughing. And he's hating right now. <laughs> so stupid. Not even <laughs> 41 minutes. It's more than an hour down. <laughs> no, but so far, I don't hate Meryl Streep as much as I thought I would. Yes, I knew it. I knew this would be the movie that would say that would make you change your mind. Okay, we're back and we are recording with Megan. Um, you are drunk yeah. as fuck right now. You had to say we're recording. We are recording. We just, are recording. I'm just making sure check that one, we're recording. Check one, two, check one, two. Test, test, test. This is getting up by Danny. Wonderful. Love it. <laughs> All right. Megan, since this is your pick of a movie, um, what's the most memorable scene to you in this movie? Ooh. The most memorable scene is when... Andy chuckles in like um, in Miranda Priestley's office while she's going through um, certain clothes to create yeah. outfits for like the next, <laughs> um, I guess the next kind of look for the runway for like a lineup or something. And she chuckles at the fact that two belts look exactly the same, but they're actually not. Mm-hmm. And Miss Miranda Priestley herself reads Miss Andy to filth <laughs> about how her cerulean sweater was created by the people in this room. And you think it's funny how uh, you could sit there and be like, none of this affects you when we pick that out for you <laughs> in a pile of stuff. And then the very <laughs> next scene, sorry, with a burnt grilled cheese. Burn. And a burnt grilled cheese. <laughs> Okay, so I didn't realize it at the time. I was just like, oh, well, you know, the boyfriend is a chef, so he's just making dinner as a great transition. Mm -hmm. But now seeing it actually again in context, I was like, oh, my God, that's the biggest burn. I was literally telling you guys, I was like, this is it. That's the biggest burn ever, and then we cut to a burnt grilled cheese. <laughs> and yep. I think it was you. Yeah. I think it was you, Dan. You were like, "It's a really burnt grilled cheese," and yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" It, mm. I got the. It was light bulb. Burn. Like, <laughs> 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 oh man! And Andy goes off with her uh, boyfriend on how, like, um, you know, she's making fun of runway and all that, and I'm like, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Eh. After that, I I would be mad. Oh yeah, that no. my boss just read <laughs> read to me I mean, how like, I didn't know fashion. I still I still like I mean I'm I'm very new or I'm very like uneducated when it comes to the fashion world. But like that the belts looked exactly the same to me. Yes, no, they did. Like, am I am not crazy? Right? <laughs> it was okay. kind of the joke. I mean, okay, but yeah, yeah no, they're very similar. <laughs> but you know. It goes to show how, like, the fashion industry does really have an effect on all the stuff that you wear, even if it, like, tiles down to, like, you're finding it in thrift stores. Like, how did that get there in the first place? From designers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. Yeah. The beginning shows that Andy doesn't really care too much about appearance compared to all the other girls getting ready, and I thought that was kind of, like, a cool kind of, like, like... 
trajectory or setup for the trajectory of where the story is going to go is because Andy mm-hmm. as a character doesn't really give a shit about about this whole fashion industry thing, and that's mm-hmm. what makes her unique within the fashion industry because mm. she yeah. doesn't care right. about it. And I just thought right. that was that it was interesting to set her up that way, and um, you know, um, they I, like, and it's a good kind of contrast when like. You know, she doesn't really like. It gets the audience in in there in her shoes when she, when we don't we don't really understand mm-hmm. like the um the buildup that's going on with uh, Meryl Streep's character when she comes in. Where the, like I said like this is some good buildup to Meryl Streep's inevitable inve- inevitable entrance, where she's like mm-hmm. everyone's panicking and it's great with the cross editing of Meryl Streep entering the building and yes. her yes. yeah you know so I mean you know what I mean. So I act funny enough. I actually did um, a project on this movie. Um, Dan, you know, it was for like three fifteen. I do. I do remember this. With yes. Silva. <laughs> yes. I was never in um, that class, but I remember you talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I actually did um, like a discussion piece on that beginning segment because of the build up to the characters. It goes how it goes to show how. Um, big to everyone else and everybody's world in in runway like in the actual building itself like they actually care and they're freaking out whereas when you see andy just standing there like even the camera how the camera movement works it like relays to both universes like everyone it's like when we go to all the workers and they're switching their shoes and they're moving stuff around and cleaning stuff up, it's like panic, 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 panic. Mm-hmm. When you see Andy, she's just standing right in the middle of it and the camera's just like dead dead stop on Andy with like slow movements and she's just seeing all the chaos behind her and um, she's just like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. And just seeing that, like, I feel like the camera in this movie and how they use movement and the shots that they chose really conveys um, the story and the behavior of every character in the movie and how the movie progresses. Yeah, I got a good thing about that too. Um, mm-hmm. One of my notes I wrote down was this is a very New York movie in a sense that it's very busy. It's very fast paced. It's very yeah, like the whole scene where like she needs a plane to get Miranda back from Miami. Like she's like on the phone, just right. like doing like twenty five things at once. Is just crazy and then it eventually i actually had a note in here saying mm-hmm. kind of wondering if she's just gonna get hit by a car <laughs> get up and keep running oh, right. that oh, was before yikes. emily got hit by a car i thought it was gonna be yes. um what's her face uh andy getting hit by a car andy yeah that, yeah it was like 25 minutes before that actually happened i wrote that down i was like shit yes <laughs> i said oh yes it's, she's, she's got some pretty close calls and i wonder how um, how they did that, especially in the city, like thinking about it on the production end of things. Like, how did they buy the road? How did how many cars they did they have to use? How many didn't. background? How many extras did they have to use? Uh, yeah, or unless they just did the city and they, they were like, all right, all right. They probably used a different. <laughs> all right, city. and you're gonna walk. You're gonna run run through in the middle of the city while the stop sign, <laughs> the traffic light is red, and hope you don't die. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, I'm trying to look up where the filming locations were. Um, I mean, probably mm-hmm. definitely New York. Obviously, no shit. But definitely like, New York, definitely Paris. A lot of New York City here. Um, yeah, Manhattan, mm-hmm. New York, New York, maybe New York. Toronto. It's all nope, all New York. 
So they All probably did buy a uh, buy a street. Huh. Oh, you know what's funny? Um, you know, um, the part where Miranda Priestly asked um Andy to get the new manuscripts for Harry Potter. Yeah. And she wants her steak dinner. Oh, that poor steak. The oh my god, the movie. steak. The poor uh, steak being shoved uh, into the sink. I was like, uh, no, because it's from. Funny enough, it's from Smith and Rolensky, and I've passed that restaurant several times on my way to work. Huh. So every time I would see it, I'd be like, oh my God, that's where they found, where they had the steak. Now I want to go have steak. Why did Miranda <laughs> put that in the steak? Stop making me hungry. <laughs> I really want steak it was, now. It was probably an expensive steak. It was probably like a $50 steak. Right, 50 to 100 Yeah, 50 to 100 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 to $100 of, like, of a nice like, T-bone. Oh, like a high quality steak up here is like forty bucks, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If I'm, right. Like, I'm hungry down though. there. It's like yeah, seventy five to a hundred, probably somewhere in there. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, inflation. Steak. Inflation's a bitch. So since we're talking about brands and, and uh, food, food and all that stuff, yeah. yeah, we're gonna have the age old debate: Starbucks versus Dunkin'. I will be siding with Starbucks, and I'm yeah. sure Seth will also be siding with Starbucks if she was here. She would easily side with Starbucks. Yeah, and She's Dan basic. Dan's gonna side with Dunkin'. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm the basic bitch. You are the the trash whore because Dunkin' I'm is trash. I'm the average trash. trash whore. What? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> There's there is trashier coffee than Dunkin' Donuts. There's I'll, I agree with you. Wendy's is Wendy's, the shittiest. Wendy's, Timmy Ho's is pretty bad. Uh, Tim Hortons, um, Timmy Ho's. That's what we used to call it in college. Um, then there's um, oh, you remember Einstein's? Einstein's sucked. It, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. It was just like there. It was there. Yeah. Then yeah. there's like the coffee at your old job my current job yeah <laughs> that? well yeah that's a, what it, was that from fucking desperate yeah I don't, I, I don't know anyway so back to Dunkin and Starbucks so to me Starbucks has the better you know um specialty drinks like you know lattes and you know all the that kind of stuff and the weird teas that they have all that basic ass shit yeah but Dunkin has the better coffee no no, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. Okay, there. why do you disagree with me? Because they have like last pick on the on the coffee beans. And how do you I know will, this? I mean, my source is a TikTok, but uh-huh. exactly, your <laughs> source is a fucking TikTok. <laughs> What's your source? You're just like oh, it tastes good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but you make I have it, fresh. it. I have it tastes good, and and I got a TikTok source. I, so I got one more than I used to make it good. Yeah, which, whatever. It's just okay. I have to side with the brand I was with a company with for five and a half years. Wow, you brand so whore. I am brand whore with yeah. coffee. Um, <laughs> no, but, but they have last pick. Starbucks has like first pick. Okay, and, like then Folgers, then uh, Townhouse or whatever. Folgers ain't that good. Well, full, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the exact <laughs> order, but they they have like pick pick of the beans yeah. from the different from the different the manufacturer. Or the, yeah, yeah, the vendors or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, okay. So specialty drinks. I'm glad we can agree on that one. Yeah, because that pumpkin spice latte oh, is to die for. The, the espresso at Dunkin' is like <laughs> rocket fuel. It's disgusting. <laughs> I hate that. The yeah. espresso at at Starbucks, I, I actually enjoy. It's very good. Yeah. Um, but I'm just you know what, my brand whore. Their flavors I, at Dunkin' taste better to me. Even the swirls, like I they, they taste better. I'm, I. I mean, okay. Before, like, I was I went to Starbucks regularly. Yes, I would have been like, yeah, Dar- Dunkin' is the best because it's like the, the only thing I know. But after I've like stepped into this realm of like 
there i haven't had a bad coffee from starbucks yet see that but i've 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 it's always hit and miss like with the especially the duncan down the road i understand it's always like sour for some reason i understand and like you know so the consistency instead of iced coffee yeah they gave me fucking iced tea (laughs) yeah dude i i know some places just like either don't label it correctly or people just don't give a fuck you just gotta go to like a uh, higher quality duncan which you gotta find one. It's it's hard to find one. Like Starbucks are very consistent. Like yeah. they're very consistent with all their drinks. The so, baristas so are very point good. Starbucks. Yes. No. <laughs> there are points for Starbucks, but I'm just a brand whore. <laughs> so I don't really have any argument for Dunkin'. Besides you just, their you flavors, just like it. <laughs> their flavors tasting better, and you know they have um, my favorite flavor of all time, which is um, oh what what was that uh, what, hazelnut pe- uh, peppermint mocha. Uh, peppermint oh, mocha. Okay, it's so good. Dude. Pepper- okay, I'll admit, peppermint mocha. That's a good Dunkin' drink. So it, they have they have good drinks sometimes, but like and they also get rid of everything you love at Dunkin'. Yeah, the chicken bacon on ciabatta was the <laughs> shit, and they're like, yeah, we're getting rid of the lunch menu. Fuck. Yeah, uh, they they got rid of the lunch menu, then they rebranded it as just Dunkin', and now it's like yeah. they do have this really cool like um, concept stores that they're doing in Massachusetts, and they have one here in a few here in New York where it's like they have like brew. Tap root, tap room, like stuff where the coffees, okay, which is really cool. Um, so if they can get that off the ground to more Dunkins, I think that would be cooler, I guess. And yeah, it's kind of like gonna be like a make your self, make it your own coffee type of deal. Yeah, it saves them like money on like no, I mean, just thinking how businesses work would save them money on workers. Yeah, yeah. And, and Duncan also, yeah, that means less of a chance for your coffee to be bad. Yeah, that too, human so, error. They have they're up and coming. They're getting a little better day by day, and they have they just don't have good things in place right now. The way it is, I mm. think. Yeah. But yeah, as of right now, I think I will have to concede that Starbucks is better. But do they have anything yeah. coming? Do they have anything? They up and coming? They're not innovating right now as the yeah. Duncan is. But yeah, I don't know. Don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? You got me. You got me there. Uh, I wonder if Corella is like an inspiration for Meryl Streep's character, Corella, like Corella Deville. Yeah, like I, a... I, I feel like that's like that's in there because like you know I got the stone mm. stone cold bitch that like doesn't right. give a shit and like runs her company and then like um you mm-hmm. know like is like super fashion obsessed and like the newest trend kind of thing and like well the right. newest trend in one hundred one Dalmatians was the was the Dalmatians. Yeah. So right. I wonder if I wonder if like you know she was like a like an inspiration or something or even or even if if they kind of did like a backtrack kind of thing where if um you know Miranda Priestly was an inspiration for Corella in the new 2021 film Corella uh, yeah Ooh, that's, a- that's that's I like that better than the um the reverse of that because I actually looked up so the Devil Wears Prada the movie is inspired by obviously the novel because. That's what every movie is inspired by. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, by Lauren Weisberger. And this book was published in 2003. So obviously, Corella came before this book ends the yeah. movie. Um, but um, apparently, it was inspired by... Oh, my God, my dog. <laughs> um, it was inspired by um, the CEO of... of uh, Vogue, which was Anna Wintour. Okay. Um, so basically, like, um, Miranda's character, so the uh, Meryl Streep's character, is definitely uh, inspired by Anna Wintour and how she ran Vogue 
um, when she was editor in chief. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I, I think she still. I think she still is. Yeah. Huh. Wow, she's still going strong. Yeah. yeah. How old is she? I have her. I have her. Google. I forgot. Um, oh, she's seventy-one. Holy shit! So yeah. She, yeah, so she's killing it. <laughs> Hot damn! Hot, Hot damn! Damn! Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, so I got some trivia here. Um, Ooh, let's get into my trivia. first piece of trivia here. Let's do so. All the uh, costumes for this movie were sold off at an auction for research on breast cancer. Anne Cathaway oh. bought the green dress her character wore, and the one item Meryl Streep kept was the sunglasses, which she used yep. again as Donna during the money, money, money scene in Mamma Mia. Oh, no. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah, we're we'll bringing in Mamma Mia into this. Full circle, full circle, <laughs> Mamma Mia. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now you have to watch it for step. Uh, well, we already watched uh, Mamma Mia. How I, here we go again for her birthday. Uh, yeah, right, we did that right. in season two. Yeah. Um, I I'm not watching the first one. I still haven't seen it. And I'm not watching. I it. don't want to watch the first one. <laughs> Danny, I watch uh, it. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I don't. I mean, it's no well, secret a, that I, I'm not a huge fan of Meryl Streep. Yes. Um, I know. But when you told me that, I was like, what? How <laughs> I did just, you not like Meryl Streep? She's in everything, and she has done multi- a variety of different characters and different kinds of films and has killed it. I think, okay. Like, I don't understand. So I, I, just, I just think that, like, she's just a little overrated. Not a lot. I mean, because she's very good in this movie, and I'll give her, I'll give like her performance in this movie, and like she plays the villain to a T. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but when you have stuff like Ricky and the Flash, like come on, you're just getting a paycheck there. You're like the Morgan Freeman of of like of like actresses there, and doing like or you're just doing a paycheck, like Michael Caine, how he just does a paycheck movie Michael every Caine. once in a while. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, my mom told me the best way to say Michael Caine is you have to say my cocaine. <laughs> my I, like cocaine. I like that. My cocaine. My cocaine. My cocaine. <laughs> That's actually great. I love it. I'll, I'll let know. I'll let my mom know I mentioned that. <laughs> I'm sure she's a great actress in like. But like, I just think she's a little overrated. Where everyone's just like, you know, like give her all the Oscars and stuff, and it's like, mm-hmm. what she Sophie's Choice okay, yeah. and this and what else? Right. What like? See, like I, I can Mama see Mia. that. And, Mama Mia, yes. Yeah, I can see that, and like, yes, she has gotten plenty of of an awards where probably other people should have gotten them. But you know it's it's the Oscars and all that, so they're they're rigged and biased yeah, yeah. and all that. So well, we kind of talked about that in our Oscar special, but yeah, um... we, well, we, we said like, you know, what, what do we say about like Rami Malek? Like like he was gonna get it because because he he was gonna win Best Actor just because he played Freddie Mercury, but then yeah. like um. Yeah, you know, which I mean, he was. It was very good, but I think there was another. It was very good, but it was like there was another oh, actor in there. Played- I forget. I my brain is yeah, not working like, right now. Yeah. Um, since yeah, we're on, like because he played tribute to Freddie Mercury, everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's yeah. untouchable!" Like you can't, you have to give him 
that Oscar. Even yeah. if he did like a poor job, like he would probably still get an Oscar. But Rami Malek is an incredible actor and his performance as Freddie Mercury was amazing. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well deserved, but yes, it's true, like those kinds of roles will be like definitely handed to you. Mm. Uh hopping back just a little bit. Um, uh uh-huh. we're getting sidetracked. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I'm staying on track, but um, sometimes we talk about the movie. Sometimes, yes. You, I, but, I know, um, I know. Anyway, so yeah. Um, hopping back just a little bit, you said overrated actors. Is she your most overrated actor to you, Danny? Uh, or is there another one that you're thinking? Ooh. Uh, not too many come to mind. But okay, I think she. You want to stick with her for now? Yeah, she's a female actor. She's the most okay. Like overrated for me okay i think megan who's your most overrated actor overrated oh god i don't know all right well i'll go <laughs> with mine right now tell you yeah mine is the rock he's overrated. i get that he's overrated uh, i get that yeah <laughs> he's in oh, everything no, I, and he plays I the agree. same role all every time i agree i agree 100 yeah. percent. like i'm not psyched at all to see black adam i don't give a fuck <laughs> i get that i get that i legit do not give a fuck like and all the Fast yeah, and Furious movies, just uh. oh god, yeah, oh yeah. Probably put Vin no, Diesel up there too, but I yeah, know. I feel like the movies that Dwayne has been over the past couple of years have kind of been just cash grabs. Skyscraper, <laughs> dude. Skyscraper. Oh my god, dog shit. <laughs> that looks. I saw the trailer. I didn't even bother watching the movie because I'm like, it's gonna be one of those generic action yep. movies and blah blah blah, and it's like. And the only reason people are going to see it is because Dwayne, but like, the Rock is in it, and it's I, like, yeah. really. I feel bad for Seth because she spent money on Rampage. Oh God! <laughs> oh <laughs> no! And who saw Jungle Cruise? Nobody saw Jungle no, Cruise. Uh, apparently, Nobody saw it, Jungle apparently, it got like, really good money Blunt, too. Really? Like, it did really good at the box office. Apparently, interesting. Oh really? And Emily Blunt was in it. Yeah, of course, <laughs> Emily Blunt. Yeah. Well, speaking of Emily <laughs> Blunt, she, I, I mean, I wrote in my notes like. Petition to make her the main character because I think she's probably one of the most one of the more interesting characters in this movie. I agree because mm-hmm. you know, like she she's like she's fully bought in on the on like the the spectrum of like you know the fashion industry and, mm-hmm. and like you know she's mm-hmm. in on it and you know she's like I only eat like a cube of cheese a day. Jesus Christ! And I'm like Jesus Damn. Christ! Like there's some yeah. sort of message in there with like being like, hey, you're taking things a little too far. Yeah. But, right, you know, but when you you know, believe me is a like, thing. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not going to go there. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's a thing in the modeling biz. So it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's unfortunately true. Um, but yeah, but that you know, it kind of goes to show the how Emily is. Um, you know, like the <clears throat> like the most passionate of the industry. Yeah. Like, because obviously people have said, like, a lot of coworkers throughout the movie for Andy uh, kept saying, like, oh, a, a million girls would kill for that job. Mm. So it's like previous people, even um, Meryl Streep's character, Miranda herself, was like, oh, I would always take the, the most passionate and exciting um, the person who was so excited about the fashion industry. And, um, you know, she takes 
she tried someone like Andy who has no idea about the fashion industry because mm-hmm. she's like, why not? What do you guys lose? Give it a shot. But I feel like realistically in a world like that, I don't know if that could actually happen, especially in the fashion world. Because, you know, in all job listings, it's like, you have to be passionate about it. Passion, passion, passion. And I don't think... <laughs> I think the <laughs> the movie would end pretty quickly if Randall's like, no, <laughs> you don't have any fashion industry. But I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I got you. I got you. Um, I feel like, it, yeah, it's kind of like, eh, not quite realistic, but yeah, maybe, who knows? I don't know. If yeah. you want a different perspective from someone, I mean, why not give it a shot? True. And uh, I mean, I mean, like everyone gave was giving Andy shit for wearing basic clothes, but mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, like, bro, that's just, like, that's just her style. And, yeah. like, you know, it's, like, mm-hmm. and I like that, like, so, like, what's the, what, you know, I asked, my last note in, in that I wrote in here is, so what's the moral of the story? And I think, I think it has Ooh. something along the lines of, you know, like, like, the fashion industry is always going to be its own monster that is just going to be mm-hmm. there, and you can learn right. from it. But never right. lose what you are at your core and like, you know, yeah. dress how you style yourself how you want to. Like don't let it obsess. Like don't become an Emily. Yeah. And like, you know, you know, risk your life for it. And like in the fashion industry and you know, like with bulimia, these are real issues that people like experience when they're right. when they're in the like the fashion industry and stuff. So mm-hmm. Well, I also think like I yeah. feel like this kind of movie is like perfect for us kind of you know, still young people um, trying to make it out in the world and stuff. You know, you get that one job in the beginning of your career and you're like, ah, oh, just a job. Um, but, you know, but I can try and do the best of it because maybe this will get me to other places later on. And you like work so hard, work so hard, work so hard that you forget about, you know, your social life and your friends and your family and your support system. I feel and targeted what? as fuck right now, Megan. <laughs> Why? No! <laughs> I'm not targeting anybody. I'm just, you know, I'm just, it's a, that's the, that's the, you know, realism. No, no, it, no, it's know? very real. I, I, I understand. Yeah, no, I agree. But like, it's, it's the, yeah, you know, it's the truth of like what it is. Like people mm-hmm. like, you know, you want to do your best and make a, make a stance for yourself starting out. And you want to get a good reputation. You want to do well at your job um, so that people can pay attention to you and be like, all right, you can get opportunities in the future. But love me. You try so hard and you can, you know, forget people in your social life. And you have to, the work life balance is important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, you know, that's never what for- I think. it's like never forget what you're striving to do. Yeah, and that's what Andy eventually finds out, like where she gets back right. to her center, where she's like, "Okay, I'm a journalist. Like, I want this is what I want to do. This and like this was just a stepping stone in getting there." And I mean, she right. she was there for less than a year, as they explain mm-hmm. it towards the end of the movie. That um, and she learned a lot. Where you know, she's basically not to take any shit from anyone, really. And she, you know, from right. the biggest shit talker in the in the universe with uh, Miranda Priestly. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, 100%. <laughs> oh, 
And I like that how, how like, the reason why Miranda hired Andy was to break from the norm of, like, you know, which I kind of assumed, but, um, you know, break mm-hmm. from the norm where it's, like, she she was the most – she wasn't interested in the fashion industry, and that's what made her unique. And, you know, and, yeah. you know she, where Miranda says that, like, they've always – they all disappointed me because they're all the same, and they've all, they right. always let me down. And then – um, you know, when would eventually, you know, with, I guess her biggest test was the Harry Potter book, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, where yeah. She, a basically impossible task, and you know, and yeah. um, Andy still pulls it off by you know having connections and stuff, and you know, because she says that I can do anything, and she's like, right. okay, I'll put that to the test, and you know, her right. sticking out from the crowd. Even though she kind of gives up for a second, where she quits, like right at the last second, right. but then she ends up coming back at the end, where she gets the connection there, and she ends up getting the manuscript. Um, but um, you know, it's it's she, she's different from the rest of the crowd, and you know, you know, Samaranda can, can can see that she that Andy's different, and right. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting that like you know, she, like why why she's the main she that kind of justifies being the main character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, true. I also had written in my notes because um, this movie came out in two thousand four. Six. I'm like thinking of Harry Potter books. Were all the Harry Potter books published? Yeah. Uh, the The latest, the final Harry Potter book came out in two thousand seven. Um. So oh, this was like a okay. year before. Okay. That. So so they so they were accurate in saying like, oh, they want the newer book. Yes. Yeah. Like they wanted a manuscript, like it wasn't out yet. Because I never, um, <laughs> I mean, I only read like part of the first one. Oh, really? I read all of them. And the third, maybe. You I did? All, yeah, I never, every single I never one. read them. You got like, um, <laughs> what you have, the, well, the, what they don't include in the movies is like the ghost of Slytherin with, uh, Peeves, and you know, you don't have, um, Interesting. There's like there's like Hermione starts like a like a like a elf like a house elf like rights um like committee or something like you know like oh, like justice Dobby. for the house elf house elves but you do know we need, but justice do we need that? but do they need that Danny they don't Dobby need that but it's interesting it's an interesting aspect because you know Hermione's like so like preppy and kind of like in that in that area and it just makes sense for a character to to do something like that you know justice uh, for Dobby and stuff so. You know, and it's all the more tragic when Dobby eventually, spoiler alert, dies. Um, well, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Harry Potter. Poor sorry, I guess I don't know. Yeah, sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, that's a that's pretty cool. Um, so I know. So that's funny though. Um, just a side note. Um, it's funny that in the book, um, the character of Hermione is like doing justice for like, you know, a. I guess a political thing in the Harry Potter world and Emma Watson is, has been like fighting for like women's rights and women's advocates yeah. for like so long now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like I a parallel. That, that's cool. Yeah. A nice cool parallel. Yeah. Very much. Cool. I like that. Uh, but anyway, go ahead, Dan. I know at one point we mentioned Meryl Street predicted COVID. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because when Emily was cold, um, or had a had a cold, she was cold and had a cold. Lovely. Um, 
and they had to go to like the benefit dinner and had to memorize the the names or whatever. And they uh, Meryl had to ask um, Andy and Hathaway to be a part of the benefit to see news, uh, the guest list and whatnot. Um, and she, and Andy's like, why? Why do I have to go? The first assistant I thought just had to go. Mm. And she's like, well, the first assistant didn't, you know, have an, it was an incubus of a viral plague. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Ooh. It's like, ooh. You're about. And I was just, we were just like, COVID, COVID, yeah, about 14 years too early. Yeah, 14, 15 years, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. An incubus of viral plague. Love that should it. be someone's Twitter bio. Speaking <laughs> of Emily Blunt. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so Emily Blunt revealed in 2016 that she was, she was quoted by strangers in her line from this movie every week. And her husband, John Krasinski claims to have seen this movie 75 times, 75, 75 times. Jeez. It's probably his favorite movie. Uh, I don't Jim likes the Devil Wears Prada, I guess. I don't know. I <laughs> mean, like- yes! John Krasinski loves Devil Wears Prada. Very interesting. And then another uh, part of that same kind of story um, is that Stanley Tucci and uh, Stanley Tucci is married to Emily Blunt's sister. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. What? That's interesting. Yes. So I didn't know that. that. It's a family affair there. <laughs> <laughs> it's very That's strange. That's awesome. <laughs> It's all in the family. This, family so this must be like the, the Thanksgiving movie when they all come together. Right? On, on That's probably why they watched it 75 oh. times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jeez. It's like, yeah, you better you know memorize what? this, John. Line for line. <laughs> line for fucking line. <laughs> you have to memorize this movie. <laughs> for me. Because I love you. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, God. I had something and I forgot it. Oh, no. I can relate. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> you say it all the time. <laughs> I, I just thought yeah, yeah, that like yeah. Andy's kind of journey from being kind of being sucked up into this machine of like the fashion industry. So, you know, starting off being like being like a rebel, kind of like uh I, I have my own style, I do my own thing, you know, it doesn't really matter. Fashion doesn't matter to me. And then she kinda like is like, Okay, well let's try this out. Let's try to, you know, after listening to Stanley Tucci being like, hey, let's try to figure out like what the fashion industry is, what what's so what's like what's in, what's chic, and um, she kind of you know pulls it off for the most part. She kind of like gets involved in the in the in the arena, yeah, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, you she's know. trying to impress her boss. Yeah, exactly, and she, I mean, she does a mm-hmm. pretty good job of it too because she did something right at the like the, that's what the guy says. Like, you must have done something right. Um, even though she disappointed me um, towards the end, or like, well, you know, like Meryl Streep's character. Well, I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel like the moments where um, Miranda was impressed was um, definitely the Harry Potter, the Harry Potter book. Yeah. Because that was like nearly impossible. Like, Miranda knew that day she thought she was gone. Like, she thought that was it. Like, no more, no more. No more, no more Andy, no more Emily. <laughs> um, no more new Emily, I should say. Yeah. Mm, like, mm. she put her to that ultimate test to ultimately fail. And when she, when she turns around and sees a, a, a like a, 
you know, a semi copy of the manuscript. And then uh, Andy tells her that the twins have it and they're already, they're already reading it on the train to their grandma's house. It's like, what? Yeah, no, in like in that. How the hell did she do that? You know. Yeah, exactly. And I think another point was that where she was impressed was when um, Andy like goes upstairs. Like, I thought mm-hmm. that I thought that was kind of a cool point where it's like nobody would dare to go upstairs and like Mm-mm. and you know and, it was because and, of those shining twins. Yeah, the the fucking shining the twins. fucking <laughs> shining twins. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh my god! Those twins upstairs, like that one shot, you're just like ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Um, it's like that one shot in the signing, and you're like, did they? Yeah, like, are they related? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that scene, I want to, well, we have a new sort of segment we've been like playing around with a little bit, and it's um Ooh. favorite quote of the movie. And mine is in that, well, like the scene right after that, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like Emily, Emily's character is saying to Andy that, like, you went upstairs? Why don't you just crawl into bed with her? <laughs> oh, yeah. Why don't you just crawl in bed with her and have a bedtime story? <laughs> that, 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 was, that was a pretty good line. I was like, I laughed at that. Um, See, I, oh, can't, I yeah. can't think of any, any really good lines, but I remember the ones that stick out to me are like um, when uh, Miranda asks, like, is that funny? Do you find that funny? And she's like, uh, no, 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 nothing's, nothing's <laughs> funny. Uh, it's just right. those belts look exactly the same to me. Yeah, yeah. It's just like awkward <laughs> yeah. funny. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> what about you, Megan? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely like the incubus of viral plague. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the best. An incubus of viral plague. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,. Yeah. So um, this doesn't relate to the movie, but um, I think it's worth noting. Um, I just got a cat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you got a cat. Yeah, I just got I a cat. I didn't know. He's a good man. Yeah, his name. He's a good man. His name is Mando uh, after the Mandalorian because nerd. Because oh. nerd Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Nerd. You nerd. Your Star and, Wars nerd. <laughs> and he basically hung out the entire time with me um and you know just, and, and dan and yeah, dan you. was involved yeah he was he was chilling with me he was chilling with he you sat on my too. lap okay and, and was with me in spirit <laughs> yes yes you got, was, you got the pictures he's an honorary movie drunk he is and he, was, he, was, he was watching the movie at one point he was he was he's a good boy he likes chick he flicks, loves meryl street no he likes chick flicks yeah, I think he's a chick flick fan. Chick flick and Meryl Streep. Just like purely, so like so the, the next opposite. one he's going to watch is Mamma Mia. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, so don't say that because Seth's going to hear it and she's going to want to watch it. That'll Danny. be Mando's pick. Like, And when we, had, when we do the podcast, you'd just be like, meow, meow. He, he's very talkative. <laughs> yeah, he is very talkative, yeah. Aww. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a love bug. He's a vocal man. Yeah. How old is he? He's about three years old. Um, we adopted him because we were going to adopt two kittens. And then we're like, yeah, but this, this one at the time his name was Byron, um, you know. He, so Byron was like, you know, he's like rubbing up against the the cage and stuff. And <laughs> Byron, Byron, yeah, that's what they named him. Oh God! But you know, it was only his name for a week, so he he hadn't yeah. learned it anymore. Yeah, yet, okay. learned it, so it wasn't like it wasn't. You've had it for like two days. Either. He hasn't learned Mando yet. He's learned Mando. I've said it a bunch of times. I said Mando, and then like, no. <laughs> And I snap my finger, yeah. and then, you know he comes. He comes to me. Okay. So, okay. But yeah, um, we j- he just he was so talkative, and he just wanted to come up to us and like hang out with us so much. So we're just like, yeah, we need to get him, and we got him. So yeah, 
Very good man. Congrats. Yes. Thank you. Thank you're you. you're a pet parent. I am a pet parent now, and now it's a now it's a very big commitment. <laughs> He's got a fur babe. Fur it baby. is. <laughs> um. It is a big commitment. <laughs> yeah. So, Danny, cats have nine lives, right? Yeah. Do you ever want to get hit by a fucking truck? Yeah. Like all the time, dude. All the time. <laughs> okay. Okay. So very um, good segue. <laughs> very I love good segue, it. right? Okay. So, um, yeah, back in college, like. We always, like, walked across the street like it was nobody's business. We just walked right out in front of cars, pretty much. Yeah. Um, because if we got hit on campus, like, within while we're inside a sidewalk, mm-hmm. we can sue people. We can sue them. Yeah. Like, hey, pay for my tuition. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> fucking, you know? fucking pay for my tuition, bitch. That's hit what me. I would do. Yeah. Um, this doesn't relate to anything. I just want to talk about this for some reason because, like, it's a it's an interesting thing. that. Like, well, we, we brought it up because... Um, Emily gets hit by a car, right? And that was oh, the whole yeah, thing. she does. That's right. Yeah. We, she, um, yeah, Emily. Oh, yeah, Emily. It was Emily. Okay. Yeah, Emily I, we thought Emily. it was going to be Andy, but it was Emily, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so she just, she was in a hurry. Like, most of the time, back in college, we just, like, eh, get hit, get hit, fuck it, and then die. <laughs> get hit, yeah, whatever. Just yeah. kill just don't kill me, please. Yeah. Uh, or do. I mean, I don't, you know, um, it's funny, though, because I've been watching My Name is Earl. And so I like okay, it's a good show. God, just it's good. Okay, two thousand four or something, two thousand four to two thousand eight. It was really good. It's like in like the kind of like at least my era of like I don't give a shit. I'm just a kid. Okay, and like I I just like watching it. But I there's so many so many flashbacks to him getting hit by that car. Where like you know he's like he he gets hit by a car and his life turns around. You've never seen it? No. Oh, right, so he's just like, this shitty person. Okay. And then he like he steals a bunch of shit, and then um, he scratches off a lottery ticket and wins a hundred thousand dollars. But before he can cash it in, he gets hit by a car, and the lottery ticket goes goes away. Oh, so he loses all that money. He's like, okay. And then he sees Carson Daly on the news talking about karma, um, and about you know how like you know if you do good things, you do, you get good things. If you do bad things, you do you get bad things. And so Earl t- takes it upon himself to be like okay well i've done i've been a shitty person basically my whole life so i'm gonna create this list and um try to be a good person make up for all the, all the bad shit i've done okay and then the first episode he gets the lottery ticket back so he gets like all the money back oh. after he's like well this karma thing must be doing stuff anyway my whole point is that like i've been seeing a lot of like getting hit by car imagery lately <laughs> and i don't know why is, is god trying to tell me something is his karma coming for you? Is karma coming for? I've been good. I'm not a shit. I got adopted a cat. Okay, I adopted a kitty. I'm a good. Man. Yeah, I'm a good person. I adopted a cat. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. It's like um a weird recurring dream you sometimes get of like you know what your teeth getting pulled out or something like that. It has that yeah. weird kind of sense like it's gonna happen. Like what's 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 going on? But that's another thing. Cause yeah. dude, okay. So maybe we should like I'm gonna try to keep this brief because we're gonna run into into the next clip, but. Um, I've been having, I've been so stressed lately, or like that a couple weeks ago when I was like really stressed. Yes, I would have these vivid, like not nightmares, but like vivid like visions that of, in my sleep. So I would see Some like lucid spiders. Dreams. Yeah, yeah, but I, I didn't have any control over them. Okay, though. so I would see like spiders like in the corner of the room and like coming at me and stuff. And like I wasn't like scared of them though. It was just kind of like, whoa, look the spider. <laughs> and um, I remember in. Uh, a couple nights ago, I remember waking Sep up and be like, "Hey, hey, there's a guy under the stairs and his head's poking out from under the under the door." 
And like I what? was like, it went on for like a minute or two of me just explaining what I'm seeing, and I, I could still see it, and like I'm still like in this dream state. So, huh? Yeah, it I, was it was really weird. That, that's what the fuck is it like? Um, oh, what's that? Um, the sleep thing where you like like sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis. Was it that type of thing, or was it, it not? wasn't quite that? Because like I was, it was like okay, it's like as if I was half dreaming the entire time, and I was like trying to make sense of it while awake. Huh? But I, I wasn't like paralyzed or anything, and I wasn't scared. Because like, I used to get that a lot. Oh yeah, it was annoying. I had it again I hear, like a few nights ago. I hear it's really terrifying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Yes. Very terrifying. If you have. If you've had sleep paralysis, you know. You know it can get very terrifying yeah. at points. You um, see a demon in the corner and you can't move. Yep. And then it jumps down onto your bed. Oh, shit. And you're like, what the fuck is it? Oh, damn. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. So at least I'm not. Well, it's kind of like that where like shit just kind of happens and you can't control it. But, you know, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Uh, Megan, you got anything else on this movie? Anything else you want to really talk about? Uh Oh, boy. Pressure's on. Uh <laughs> Because I barely wrote any notes. That's I was okay. Just like it's kind of all in my head. Well, while oh, you, yeah. well, while I, you think about that, I mostly that. did all my notes. Okay. Because uh, I did, I did. I'm. I was stupid. Oh my god! My first one was. I wonder why they made Emily Blunt have an English accent. Because for the longest time, I thought <laughs> wow. she was. I thought she was American. No. And then I googled her, and she's from obviously from the UK. She's from London, and I was like, wow, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've probably only really seen her in, like, in, like American-speaking roles, I mean, for the most yes. part. Yeah, so I was I was totally convinced, like, they just did it because why not? But no, she's actually British, and I'm just dumb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, um, I got one last thing. I don't know how much Danny has. I have a couple things. But a couple? All right, then you go first. Okay, ooh, okay, ooh. I'll go. Um, so I just kind of wanted to talk about Emily as, as a character in general, because I think she's the most interesting in this movie. Like, you know, so she, yeah. she's, she's sucked up into the machine and she is so in, engulfed in going to Paris. And I yeah. think it's so heartbreaking for her when she's like, she gets kicked off of Paris by, um, by Meryl Streep's character, uh, Miranda. And she's mm-hmm. like, you're no longer going to Paris. And she's like, oh, no. And, you know, and she's on her way to, like, be doing running errands for her. And it's just kind of heartbreaking for her. And then she gets hit by a car. And, mm-hmm. I, and that kind of, like, is, like, the last straw. And, like, I literally wrote, oh, shit, Emily, in my notes when she gets hit, hit by the car. And then I'm like, yeah, get some, yep. get some food finally. Jeez, like, get some food. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and so she's kind of like the, oh. the real world, okay. like like cautionary tale of, about yeah. about the fashion industry in this movie and I think that's really interesting. Okay, so. another I just it just popped into my mind the other line I really love is when Emily is in the hospital because Andy had to tell her that she was no longer involved in Paris. Yeah. Because uh Miranda asked Andy to and she's just she is just in a fit of rage eating chocolate pudding. And having um, like a piece of bread or whatever, and she's shoving bread down her mouth, and she's like, "You oh, eat yeah. carbs for Christ's sake!" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I remember watching this 
because obviously this was in 2004, so I was like six. Yeah, we were. Yeah, <laughs> but like later on, I like watched it like when I was in middle school, and you're like in the beginning, you're like, oh my god, I feel so bad for Andy because her friends don't support her, and um, she's losing everything and blah blah blah. Um, but the other day, I saw a post that really like put it in perspective. And then when you watch it now, when all of us kind of experience that, you kind of think Andy's kind of messed up for doing that for Emily because Emily's been talking about it for the longest time. And Andy was like, oh, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. But she had that realization that she made the decision to go to get ahead, like Miranda said in the movie when they were in the car before um, going to another event in Paris. And you're like, wow, yeah, that was kind of really fucked up of Andy to do that, especially since when you put it into perspective, Emily is the one who is so passionate about the fashion industry. And that's why she has this job because she's so interested in fashion, wants to be involved in fashion. And this girl who started out having, wanting nothing to do with fashion ends up being part of, I guess, Fashion Week in Paris. Yeah. Um, because she claimed she didn't have a choice, but really she did. And her choice was to ultimately get ahead. So she kind of almost, you know, lost track of who she was going to be. And her friends tried to like put that into her perspective, but she was in so much in denial um, that she was, you know, not turning into a Miranda girl that she made uh, fun of, like, in towards the beginning at the start of the movie. And you're like, yeah, she kind of, like, morphed into the people she didn't want to be. And she didn't realize that until her boss had to tell her that. Yeah, it's like, this so, is what you want, right? Like, that's what she said. Yeah. Like, you this know, is like, like everybody wants to be us. Everybody wants to do that. And she's like, oh, I would never. Because when um, the start of that conversation was because Miranda had Stanley Tucci's character, Nigel. She had given him the opportunity to work with James Holt, one of the uh, actor designers. Um, this huge opportunity. He was so excited. Um, but the fact that there was some like inner turmoil going on with the company, she hadn't. Miranda had to make like a quick move to um, not lose her position as editor in chief. So she made that like new, like potential editor in chief um, part of this new project and had to ditch um, Nigel, Samuel Tucci's character. She had to like kick him out of that new position. He was so excited for it and she felt so bad, but didn't realize that he pretty much did that to Emily. Yeah. Until mm. the end. And it's like, yeah, that was really fucked up. And it took her up to there to realize, like, oh shit, this is not what I want. Yep. Yeah. But she got so infused with all this stuff that she lost track of who she was. Yeah, and then that's like that's the, messed up. That's the kind of like, you know, hero's journey if per se about about this yeah. whole movie is that like you know Andy goes on this, you know, she goes into the depths of hell per, you know, per se about the fashion industry and, you know, go, comes out of it learning her lesson and ha being more of a complete character afterward. 
being like, yeah. okay, this is, you know, these morals and this passive aggressiveness um, isn't really for me. Yeah, and all the yeah. denial. Yeah, so she kind of goes through like the, well, not not exactly the the five stages of grief, but like, you know, she definitely goes through denial and then acceptance of, right. you know, this is just the way it is and I'm going to take a step away from that. And having mm-hmm. maybe changed um, Miranda's mind a little bit, thinking like maybe, you know, like proving her point, like this isn't what I want. And this is, you know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's a lesson that you need to learn. Yeah. Teaching her a lesson. Yep. So. Right. You know, this movie's kind of deep if you, if you think about it and the kind of like. Shows, yeah. Yeah. You know. Is that like the surface yeah. level? Because when I was a kid, I watched it. I was just like, oh, this girl's trying to get a job. Good for her. And yeah. then all her friends are like being mean. It's like, oh, why are her friends like not being supportive <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. But then when you, when. As you get older and you see that, you're like, "Damn, yeah, those friends were trying to call her out on her bullshit." Like, <laughs> yeah, it was trying to be supportive. She didn't. Yeah, she was trying to be. They were trying to be supportive and call her out on her shit, and she didn't want to hear it. And it's like, that's not. That's not really great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But they couldn't get through to her, and then she had to almost lose her friends and break up with a boyfriend like yeah <laughs> it's rough out there that's what work can do yep don't do work don't go to work don't go to work <laughs> the moral of the story don't go to work yeah, right <laughs> don't work speaking of work, work at one point they go to paris in this movie of course and um i said during the movie like fuck i don't want to go to paris i would never really want to go to paris um but what is one place you guys would actually want to visit one point in your life Ooh. sorry with you megan you started off. Oh, okay. I would go to either Scotland or Ireland or both. Um, you Irish because, bastard. <laughs> yes. I am very, very Irish and Scottish. Um, yeah, obviously. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I have, um, well, not only because it's beautiful and yes, because I'm Irish and Scottish, but I do believe I have family there. I don't know, like 100% for sure because I would love to do like um, not 23andMe Ancestry and like see if there's actually a family because I know it's like my my great grandfather or grandmom grandmother on my dad on my on my mom's side but on my mom's father's side um, was in Scotland, I believe. So that's not that's not far off because it's only great grandfather, not like great 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 great. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I'm I'm pretty sure I might have family over there, and that'd be really cool to like find out and maybe meet these people, you know? Yeah, find the other gingers out so there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see if they're actually gingers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Honestly, I don't know where I'd yeah, like so to that's go. Where I would go. Um, I think, I think I'd want to go probably, um, well, I know Sep's dream is to go visit Greece Mm. and I think like, that's a pretty good, it's a good one. Yeah. It's probably because of Mamma Mia. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Everything revolves around fucking Mamma Mia. But I I don't know. I think Greece would be a kind of a cool and interesting, you know, place to go visit because of, you know, all the, all the history there, all the, all the mythology yeah and like you know that because that was like mm-hmm. my favorite unit in like sixth grade when doing like the, oh the my sixth god grade history. one of the yeah. fun units yeah. yeah yeah like i remember like doing like the like i had to draw 
portraits of the gods of, of like you know like Zeus and um and uh Poseidon and stuff like that I had to draw like portraits mm-hmm. of what I thought they looked like so I thought that would that would be kind of an inter- interesting place where I can go see the Acropolis right or is that what yeah one of them? yeah that's right and um or the uh not the Colosseum that's in Rome um what's the other one I don't what, know I, 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 Athena's Athena's I, I kind don't of remember, man. um cathedral place what's it called uh, temple I don't know. I don't know. It's one. It's, it's, it's Athena's a resting I know place. What you're I think about. it's the Acropolis or something. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I have something funny. Quick sidebar here. Uh, in ooh, third ooh. in third grade, um, my my teacher we had this unit on like geography and stuff, and we traveled to like d- we didn't obviously travel, but we traveled to different places and like Japan, Greece, uh. I think probably Australia, somewhere else, Ooh, maybe Germany. Yeah. Uh, we like arranged our desks in like a plane formation and kind of went to this. Um, we didn't go anywhere. Obviously, we watched a movie for our plane ride, like a movie <laughs> okay. that was based around like the uh, the place we were going to, and yeah. then we got like food afterwards. Like she made food for us. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit! Yeah, like really? she made she made sushi for for uh, oh, cool. sushi that's oh, where my hate shit. of sushi started but um fuck you <laughs> sushi's great <laughs> um yeah I, I don't remember Jinx. the other things but i remember that one like precisely like that was it was really cool how she did it and just yeah. looking back at those it it's so cool sushi's the fucking best it's the best food ever like i can't get enough of it all right take it easy just okay <laughs> um and the place i would visit <sighs> i don't I mean, Italy's up there, but I, Ooh, Italy's fun. the UK is up there as well. You never Ooh, visited the UK? Yeah. Or Scotland is also there. Fuck, I can't Scotland. take anything. Yeah, like Scotland, I, just because of the castles. I want to visit the castles. Ooh. And of yeah, course, no, Nessie. Never... <laughs> Nessie. <laughs> yeah, I've never traveled outside of the US, except for Canada. Same. I mean, I've traveled to Mexico. It's cool. Like you Cancun. Didn't go outside the resort, right? I know. I did not go outside the resort. <laughs> I would have died. <laughs> Stay uh, at the resort at all times. Yeah, Cancun is cool, though. Yeah, you know, it's nice. Good. I mean, the the sandals resort that I was at. <laughs> wow. How American! How violently American of you! Violently American. <laughs> hey, it was good. It was when I got my first. I mean, well, the the attendants there were very lax because that's when I had my first uh, taste of tequila when I was like twelve. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was good starting. Tequila early. at twelve. <laughs> how bad how bad was it? It was it was it made me throw up. <laughs> yeah. <that sounds laughs> yeah, you probably did not like it at all. Yeah, I'm like this You're is like, gasoline. Is <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're wrapping up this episode here of um Devil Wears Prada. Prada. I got there. I got there. Yeah, okay. I got there. Devil okay. Wears Prada. So the last thing we have to do is rate this movie. Megan, out of hundred percent blood alcohol content. What do you oh, give no. this movie? Oh God, that is a good question. Um, definitely, you know, watching this movie again. Um, every time I watch it, I always find something new. Obviously, because of that burnt grilled cheese, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I feel like it it has it has aged well, despite it kind of being. Especially in the fashion world, a bit um, predicted COVID. Maybe maybe stale and <laughs> shows a specific kind time, but yeah. um, I really love this movie. So I think I would give it 
a solid 85 all right. out of 100. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with you. Um, an 85 out of 100. Yeah. You know, because I think I think it it actually tells a pretty in-depth story, cautionary tales and, you know, a, a you know, has a good main character, has a good villain, has a good kind mm-hmm. of tension between from scene to scene and passive aggressiveness. Honestly. <laughs> and it's definitely, yeah. Like the world class passive aggressiveness of Meryl Streep in this movie is, <laughs> is off the charts. The, when she throws See, the I purse do. in the in the coat on the on the Emily's desk instead of Andy's desk. I'm yes. like, oh shit, See, shit's going down. See, I knew you would like her as as this role. Yeah, you've proved if me wrong. A, yeah. Yes, I did it. I did it. I made Danny like Meryl Streep for once. In one yes. role. Congratulations. In one, In one role. role. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it an 80. Um, it was okay. it was good. Boo. No, okay. Hold, hold, hold the horses. <laughs> hold the cavalry here for a second. Um, it, it was good. Had, again, great villain. Great, um, what, what was it? Uh, what were you saying? You were saying some other what, stuff. Passive too. aggressiveness. Yeah, the passive aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah. fuck, dude. That shade. All the fuck. reading, the reading, if you will. But like all the shade films. The tea. <laughs> I wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> it was all right. The movie itself was kind of all right, honestly. It, okay, I mean, it, it was. It wasn't bad. Much it wasn't bad. It was entertaining, but I found myself. The pacing was a little off. Pacing. Oh, the beginning was a little slow. <laughs> no, not even that. Not even saying that this time. But I found he says it drifting. every time. <laughs> listen. Oh listen, my god. The listen. Classic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was going in and out of it a lot. Like with this movie, like I, I found myself it. looking at my watch and looking at my phone well, a lot. And I was like, oh, oh my god. I, I I judge movies based on that. Like how much I look at that and. I, I did a fair amount, like, getting out of this, and, you know, Mando was kind of distracting, but... Um, I was gonna say, the cat was distracting you, Dan. I, again, I'd probably watch this movie again. This is my first time seeing it, so it it definitely has the possibility to go up. I don't think it's going any lower than an 80, so... Okay, well, as, as long as it's under 70, I'll, I'll approve. I was originally approve. gonna say 78, then Danny kind of actually persuade me I, to bring I it up a little bit. I was like, hmm. I was like okay. It kind of got me. I, I was like remembering the passive aggressiveness and you know all the, the burnt grilled cheese thing. I was like, oh yeah, that was like, good. Like that was pretty fucking right good. Right it <laughs> it's very clever. And very, it's, 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 yeah. Oh my god. I feel like this movie has definitely have, um, has subtle um, it, it, it's valuable in its subtleties. Like it's very it, like the yeah. yeah. Because um, definitely when you I watched it like first time when I was like in middle school, obviously some stuff went over my head. Mm-hmm. Even the, the the twist where um, uh, Miranda like gave away um, Nigel's position, I never really understood that because it kind of like I don't know how they did it. Might have confused me at the time, yeah. but after like watching it more and more, it's like okay, I understand it. I get it. Like, um, it definitely like, it's understandable now. I get maybe there has been some, there might be some pacing issues with that, but maybe like, you know, seeing it now, it's like, okay, I, I understand it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and it's like a slice. It's a slice of life kind of thing, and in mostly the perspective of Andy. So sometimes it kind of makes sense that some stuff might not read as thoroughly and not be explained because uh-huh. it's kind of like a slice of life, and you go at it like you you figure out more and more as the movie progresses through the characters and what they they say through dialogue. Um. And then, you know, like, I guess as you see it more and more, it, you understand it and it ages with you and you find out more stuff about the movie. Like, even for me, <laughs> that girl sees, it blew yeah. my mind. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I think uh, I think that's where we're going to end it. Um, yeah. yeah. Two eighty fives and an 80? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty... This is just getting a, a higher rating for us. That was interesting. Very surprised with that, Yay, how high this is going to su- get for us. I'm, I, yeah, I'm surprised too. <laughs> I thought I'd be the only one who would be like, oh, "I really love this movie." And this I movie, didn't expect you guys to be like eighty-five. I was, I was interested in it. I it will was. admit, and Meryl Streep isn't bad in this role. In this role, yes! I'll give her that. She's not bad in this role. <laughs> All right. Well, there's, there's only one thing left to say. Wumbo. And that was our Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. I always forget the movie. Yeah, because it's Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate have, her that much in this one. You did not. It's a very surprise. It's a big turning point for you. Yeah. Maybe we'll watch more Meryl Streep movies just to piss you off. No. Maybe I I'll could, pick one. Next. I only stomach so much of it. Like, I'll, like, what What else is she good in? Is she? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's... Sophie's Choice, right? I don't know. Which that one's just a downer. I don't want to watch that for movie drunks. Tearing <laughs> your feelings. Yeah, it's like you know, you have to choose between your daughter or your son. You want to hit by a fucking truck <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Cats uh, have nine lives. You want ever gonna get hit by a fucking truck? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That was the second time we recorded it because I fucked up the first time. And I was like, you know what? Let's just say Fuck this. It. Let's just like make this segue just <laughs> beautiful. But yeah, um, thanks Megan for being on your first full episode. You did a great job. We'd obviously rather have you here in person, but unfortunately, circumstances, you know. At least we could have more people on the At least we could have more people on the podcast. Um, so yeah, we're movie drunks. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok with the handle at movie drunks cast. I'm Dan. I'm Danny, and I realized that I might, I might have sounded like Megan had COVID. No, she doesn't. I was just saying a COVID like as like the times we're living in. Anyway, I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Danny underscore Was or my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Was. And uh, pay attention to the socials for the next movie that we're going to be doing. It's uh, going to be a good one. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be really good. Yeah, I I just noticed um, we both ran out of breath there. Maybe we should start fucking working out some more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got the time too. So, do, do you really have the time to though? Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at something real quick here. So within the next few episodes, we have a big thing, uh, coming for, uh, all of our viewers here, listeners, viewers, listeners, I don't know, whatever, whatever you are. Um, (laughs) so we have a four episode arc that is happening on each and every one of the MCU movies and we're ranking them personally for me, Danny, Seth, and our special guest, Patrick. So we... All will have a little bit of different takes, I think. I'd say, yeah. I'm gonna have your mainstream, your ma- probably your mainstream. Uh, well, actually, no, because I don't really love certain certain ones. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna have my taste. Uh, if you listen to anything in movie drunks history, you know where my tastes lie. Structure, Structure 
Um, Patrick's going to be more on the comic book um, loyalist side and like how how lo- or, uh, accurate to the comics they are, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. then uh, Mine... Seth's going to be whoever's hot. <laughs> Probably not. She's going to have a good take, I think. But I think the top ten movies are going to be pretty similar for everybody, I would say, right? Probably? Yeah. For the Mine most are... part. I think we can all agree that certain ones are just at the top. And then... Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's going to be great. Great four episodes. We're going to rank every single one of them, and it's going to be a fun time. And after that, our season finale, which will be the review of the movie I've been looking forward to all fucking year. Yeah, me too. Spider-Man No Way Home. And that'll be our season finale. I just said that. Well, just fine. Okay, geez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, yeah, that's that's our plan for the rest of the season. So if you've been a loyal listener, thank you so much. And uh, stay cool. Cheers, bitch. Ah.